0: This isn't going to be particularly graceful or elegant. I'm not going to come at you with a whole bunch of stats or storylines, but I'm going to say something today that I've not ever said before. Mike Tomlin's clock needs to be ticking. Good morning to you. Good morning. Friday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out as well. Patriots 21, Steelers 18. As ever, the scores don't tell the tale. The Steelers were embarrassed in the worst possible way. Losing back-to-back games against 2-10 and opponents. Losing them both at home. Losing them in a way that the opponents just magically performed at their peak when facing Pittsburgh. This New England offense, which is being run by either their second or third string quarterback, and that showed up in town with... Barely enough wide receivers to fill out the roster. Put up 21 points. And that offense hadn't produced more than 20 in any other game, save for an early season victory against the Bills. That was it. they only done it twice all year. Once was against the Steelers. But I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to bog down in detail. I'm not going to get into... Yet another pre-snap alignment penalty after they were supposed to have spent all this time and all this accountability on eliminating that specific thing. And then they go and they do it again, like it's a comedy skit. I'm not going to get into the idiocy of not using Jalen Warren. I'm not going to get into the, that, that fourth and two. Okay. That one I am going to get into. Tomlin came into the press conference room. He gave his little pre-ramble and said questions. And I had the first question, and I said, "What was the plan on fourth and two there? What was the intent?" And just for clarity's sake, was that the primary call? In other words, did you know maybe Mitch Trubisky go way off the reservation and see something else or whatever? And and this was Tomlin's answer. What went into the fourth and two call, Mike, and was at the primary call. It was we were down there. Um, we 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 played a win. Uh, we wanted to be aggressive. Um, we just didn't get it done. really? <laughs> you're you're going for it. you're you're stretching beyond your boundaries after years and years of not doing any such thing. Especially when there's a quarterback not named Ben Roethlisberger back there. I I, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to having a third and two and trying two different deep passes when all you needed, all you needed, and I'm underlining the word needed, was a first down. You just needed to keep moving the sticks. You had plenty of time on the clock. You had all the momentum and everything else. You're out at midfield. And you go, "Eh, let's get cute. I, I don't even care anymore who made the call. You know, the previous coordinator's gone. I don't care if it was a Mike Sullivan thing or an Eddie Faulkner thing. I care about the overall scenario that's been built by one individual. One. All signs of all of these things ultimately point back to one individual. It doesn't mean he's the only one who's culpable for them. I'm not being dumb here. It does mean that all signs come back to him. He's involved in every single piece of the process All 365 days, he chooses to have it that way. He insists on having it that way. He's involved in the draft every tiny slice of it, right down to going to these kids' pro days and cheering them on. He's the one involved, most involved in the locker room that currently sounds like it's got seven different alternating voices speaking for it saying very, very different things, as happened again after this one. He's the one who refuses to add either quantity or quality to his coaching staff. The Steelers have a tiny coaching staff compared to the rest of the NFL. That's not because they're being cheap. That's because Tomlin likes it that way. He's talked about this openly. He's got nine people on his staff. They're not as prepared as other NFL teams are Entering game settings, Tomlin's still looking at out-of-town scoreboards to determine whether or not he should challenge something through a video replay. That's, again, this isn't me unearthing stuff. This is stuff he has blurted out publicly. Those paying attention, it's not a surprise to anyone. And all of which has been generally fine by most people for a very long time because he's found a way, and this is to his credit, to still get results in this environment. I'm here to say that the cover's been blown, okay? The lids popped off the top of the volcano. It has erupted. Not once but twice in the past five days alone. This, what we're witnessing right now, isn't going anywhere. Yes, I am the same guy who, after the win in Cincinnati three weeks ago, said, hey, maybe there's some hope here. And I offered some examples of that hope, and I believed it when I spoke it and I actually don't take any of it back because Cincinnati did happen. It was the first game without Matt Canada. It was a very good performance for Kenny Pickett. It was a very encouraging showing for the offense as a whole, not just Pat Fryermuth with his monster day, but nine different receivers catching footballs, both of the running backs barreling through the Cincinnati defense All of this went really, really well, and it looked like a team that had just been so joyful in disposing of Canada that they could now go on a little bit of a run, especially with who they were about to play. Well, in my face, in all of our faces, because what we've seen these past two weeks, including, I might add, a lack of passion and commitment in certain specific areas that I'll get into a little bit more next week. None of that's okay. And all of that, all of it, all of it, all of it points, ultimately, back to the head coach. When we come back, J1Q... And they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, who asks, very simply, very indirectly, is this okay, Art? And I really feel as if this is where the conversation's going to end up moving before long. It won't be in season. I really believe that, too, because... Games are are games, and and you don't have a whole lot of time between them. There's enough news that gets generated that has you talking about other stuff. Maybe somebody gets added to the roster, someone gets hurt, whatever. Something gets said, and you're not going to see any great groundswell to go at the owner of the franchise. Last night at this football game, over to the right of the press box, Ooh, probably just based on what my eardrums could pick up because I couldn't see these individuals, there were probably three or four people trying to start a Fire Tomlin chant. And you can do that sort of thing when you buy a ticket and go to the games. You know, that's one of the things that you have as a license. You can have your voice heard. And I heard them. But I also noticed that nobody joined in, like nobody at all. And these were at key points in the game where something really dumb and really pointing toward the head coach as being culpable had happened. And you couldn't get the rest of the crowd to join in. I'm not going to, you know, play crowd psychologist here or whatever, but if I had to guess, it's that it feels really weird. It it feels really weird from my own standpoint to be talking about Mike Tomlin's tenure as if he's in trouble. I've spoken this a million times, but I don't believe that he'll ever be fired. This might sound like semantics to you, but... I believe that if and when there's a reckoning and there's a parting, that it'll be some mutual way in which it occurs. It could be opposed or even a real retirement or a temporary retirement. Need to clear my head. Need to get away from football for the first time in a bazillion years. Need to dedicate some more time to this or that. Or he can be traded. It's a long list of prominent head coaches who've been traded. And if you think that there wouldn't be teams out there that wouldn't want him, you'd be very wrong. Sean Payton just brought the Saints a first-round pick and a swap of second-rounders. Lots and lots of coaches been traded. That can happen. There could even just be something as simple as as a resignation. And, and people like me and you would be free to characterize it as a forced resignation or as a shove out the door or whatever. But you still wouldn't have an outright firing that could be perceived as either demeaning or insulting Tomlin. Rooney and Tomlin are friends. Understand this. It's not an act. They've worked together for a long time, but they've also become very good friends. And it's just not realistic to think that Rooney's just going to go in there one day and say, this guy's got to go. I mean, it, it, it's not practical. And actually, to be honest with you here, I don't know that I'd be all that comfortable with him doing that. Tomlin's had a, a pretty lousy handful of years here, but he's also been around for A lot more than that, including some very good days. And he's meant a lot to the franchise. He's meant a lot to countless players who've passed through. He's meant a lot to the city. So I don't think you're going to see him fired. But with every one of these events, like that mess last night and that mess this past Sunday, as they build up you're going to see more pressure on Rooney to do what I believe right now as I'm talking to you would be the right thing. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will be back with another one of these on Monday.